0: Hi there, this episode is going to be for 2 Samuel chapter 14. Now Joab, the son of Zeruiah, perceived that the king's heart was toward Absalom. And Joab sent to Tekoa, and fetched thence a wise woman, and said unto her, I pray thee, feign thyself to be a mourner, and put on now mourning apparel, and anoint not thyself with oil, but be as a woman that had a long time mourned for the dead." And come to the king and speak on this manner unto him. So Joab put the words in her mouth. And when the woman of Tekoa spoke to the king, she fell on her face to the ground and did obeisance and said, Help, O king. And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, I am indeed a widow woman, and mine husband is dead, and thy handmaid had two sons. And they strove together in the field, and there was none to part them, but the one smote the other and slew him. And behold, the whole family is risen against thine handmaid, and they said, Deliver him that smote his brother, that we may kill him for the life of his brother whom he slew. And we will destroy the air also, and so they will quench my coal which is left, and shall not leave to my husband neither name nor remainder upon the earth. A man and his descendants or successors are often termed in Scripture a lamp or light. And to raise up a lamp to a person signifies his having a posterity to continue his name and family upon the earth. Thus quench my coal that is left means destroying all hope of posterity and extinguishing the family from among the people. That was by Clark in the Bible commentary. Verse 8, And the king said unto the woman, Go to thine house, and I will give charge concerning thee. And the woman of Tekoa said unto the king, My lord, O king, the iniquity be on me. And on my father's house and the king and his throne be guiltless. And the king said, Whosoever said saith aught unto thee, bring him to me, and he shall not touch thee any more. Then said she, I pray thee, let the king remember the Lord thy God, that thou wouldst not suffer the revengers of blood to destroy any more, lest they destroy my son. And he said, As the Lord liveth, there shall not one hair of the so- of thy son fall to the earth. Then the woman said, Let thine handmaid, I pray thee, speak one word unto my lord the king. And he said, Say on. And the woman said, Wherefore then hast thou thought such a thing against the people of God? For the king doth speak this thing as one which is faulty, and that the king doth not fetch home again his, his banished. For we must needs die, and, and are as water spilt on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Neither doth God respect any person, yet doth he devise means that his banished be not expelled from him. Now, therefore, that I am come to speak of this thing unto my lord the king, it is because the people have made me afraid, and thy handmaid said, I will now speak unto the king. It may be that the king will perform the request of his handmaid. For the king will hear, to deliver his handmaid out of the hand of the man that would destroy me, and my son together, out of the inheritance of God. Then thine handmaid said, The word of my lord the king shall now be comfortable, for as an angel of God, so is my lord the king to discern good and bad. Therefore the lord my God will be with thee. Then the king answered and said unto the woman, Hide not from me, I pray thee, the thing that I shall ask thee. And the woman said, Let my lord the king now speak. And the king said, "Is not the hand of Joab with thee in this day, in this, all, in all this?" And the woman answered and said, "As thy soul liveth, my lord, ki- the, my lord the king, none can turn to the right hand or to the left from aught that my lord the king hath spoken. For my, for thy servant Joab, he bade me, and he put all these words in the mouth of thine handmaid to fetch about this form of speech. Hath thy servant Joab done this thing? And my lord is wise, according to the wisdom of an angel of God, to know all the all things that are in the earth." And the king said unto Joab, Behold now, I have done this thing. Go therefore, bring the young man Absalom again." And Joab fell to the ground on his face, and bowed himself, and thanked, or blessed the king. And Joab said, Today thy servant knoweth that I have found grace in thy sight, my lord, O king, in that the king hath fulfilled the request of his servant. So Joab arose, and went to Geshur, and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. And the king said, Let him turn to his own house, and let him not see my face. So Absalom returned to his own house, and saw not the king's face." Here is the pathetic account of the deepening tragedy in David's household. Once again, David was caught in a trap of his own making. Enmity between himself and his son Absalom drove them far apart, so far, in fact, that Absalom would not even visit his father at the court. Joab tried to reconcile the king and prince and employed a stratagem to do so. The woman conspiring with Joab was very careful to keep her real intent sufficiently disguised until she had committed the king to a benevolent course of action. Only then was she willing to suggest that David should be as merciful to his own son as he would be to her son. That was out of the Institute Manual. Verse 25, But in all Israel there was none to be so much praised as Absalom for his beauty. From the sole of his foot even to the crown of his head there was no blemish in him. And when he pulled his head, for it was a very, it was, it was, at every year's end that he pulled it, because the hair was heavy on him, therefore he pulled it. He weighed the hair of his head at 200 shekels after the king's weight. To pull means to thin by means of combing or cutting. Thus, when Absalom's hair became either too thick or too long, he had it pulled. Evidently, Absalom's hair was extremely thick, and this information was probably introduced into the narrative here because Absalom's hair seems to have played a part in his death. Exactly how much weight is meant by 200 shekels is not completely clear. This number may either be incorrect or an exaggeration of the total weight for literary purposes." In other words, it was huge. Verse 27, And unto Absalom there were born three sons and one daughter, whose name was Tamar. She was a woman of a fair countenance. So Absalom dwelt two full years in Jerusalem and saw not the king's face. Therefore Absalom sent for Joab to have sent him to the king, but he would not come to him, and when he sent again the second time, he would not come. Therefore he said unto his servants, See, Joab's field is, mine, is near mine, and he hath barley there. Go and set it on fire, and Absalom's servants set the field on fire. Then Joab arose and came to Absalom unto his house, and said unto him, Wherefore have thy servants set my field on fire? And Absalom answered Joab, Behold, I sent unto thee, saying, Come hither, that I may send thee to the king to say, Wherefore am I come from Geshur? It had been good for me to have been there still. Now therefore, let me see the king's face, and if there be any iniquity in me, let him kill me. So Joab came to the king and told him, and when he had called for Absalom, he came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king, and the king kissed Absalom. That's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.